LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Janice Tan of True to Form. She is the CEO of a company that generates digital human avatars from a scan on a smartphone, access accurate body data from your clients anywhere, anytime. Essentially, it allows an easy UI and accurate data generation that allows we, the people, the users, to expand the potential of using remote fitting models as it will fit garments and 3D accurate avatars regardless of geographical location of the models. I know this sounds really complicated and very techy, but that's all point of the interview. So put your little techie hat on, sit back, relax, enjoy this fun yet interesting conversation with Janice Tan of True to Form. So today we're sitting down with Janice Tan of True to Form. How are you today? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Yeah. So I'm the co-founder of um, a search engine that helps shoppers find clothes that fit using their own personal avatar. So our core platform is a avatar generation platform called True to Form. We currently are serving me to measure businesses and custom suiting businesses, and we'll be launching our search engine later this year. Awesome. So this is essentially a technology company focused around fashion, correct? That's right. That's... <laughs> awesome. So walk us through, like, how does someone like you come to create a tech company in the fashion world? It's not something that's very common out there. So how'd you come up with this idea? Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, my co-founder and I are sisters. So we're 15 months apart in age and uh, we're quite petite. So five, one on a good day. Yeah. And uh, we view ourselves as tech entrepreneurs that are coming in as um, previously fashion outsiders looking to disrupt the way um, fashion is consumed um, today. And so, yeah, as two petite women, we've always had trouble finding clothes that fit, um, can't really find things that fit off the rack very easily. And we know that we're not alone. So uh, about a third of consumers fit within what we call hard to fit categories, like petites like ourselves or plus sizes, eternity, swimwear, athletic wear, all these categories are particularly hard to fit. And so we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and sustainability into the fashion industry. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think a lot of times, like for me growing up, I was tall and skinny. I remember going to very certain stores just to get pants or in shorts that were like thin enough for what I am, but also long enough that they're not like capris. Right. <laughs> and then my mom was, I was like, oh, you'll, you'll grow out of it at some point. Like it's totally okay. And so I did. But with you being the size you are as an adult, you're not going to grow out of what you're in. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so walk it's always us going to be a challenge. <laughs> so I you know, was working in the tech industry for a long time. I ran um, a startup. I also was running a digital agency for a little while. It's a lot of work being in a tech startup. Walk us through kind of what made you want to actually take the dive into leaving corporate to actually do a tech startup. Mm -hmm. The timing was quite um, fortuitous, actually, because 
when we started coming up with this idea, I had just quit my consulting job and was uh, about to start my first year at Chicago Booth getting my MBA. Mm -hmm. And so I had some additional time on my hands. I was doing an internship with a high growth startup. I was working in venture as well. And that was really the path I was seeing for myself after my MBA program. But at that time, my sister and I just started ID on this idea, really saw some potential in it. And given that I had these two years to really focus on my own personal growth, I decided to leverage those two years to, to really dive into building something for ourselves. Um, now, I'm lucky to have a co-founder and CTO, her name's Margaret, who is willing to do the dive because she wasn't going to, uh, met, uh, to business school. She was working at Apple and she decided to quit her job as a senior engineer working on the sensing technologies team there to really start building out the IP for our underlying technology. So uh, really huge props to her for, for taking that um, convicted nose dive, uh, dive into what we're building. It's really interesting, uh, the whole family dynamic of working with your family member. How, how does that go for you? Because for, for me, I, like, I'm in Chicago, my brother lives here. We get along well, but like we always fight like brothers and have our entire lives. Like we're a year apart as well. I just can't imagine working side by side with that person and then be like, oh, hey, like, by the way, like, what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> so funny. It's so funny how like personal and professional lives kind of converge. And um, uh, for for us, we always say like we can't envision building with anyone else because the, the lines of communication that we have are just so easy. Um, and we've learned how to communicate our entire lives, like playing piano duets together as kids. Like we know how to fight, get over it quickly and move on. Um, so actually it gives us a huge advantage. Um, I know one of the biggest challenges that startups get, um, have is having a team that's cohesive. And for us, given that we have very separate areas of expertise, I run all the business related activities and she runs all the engineering work. We have very clear roles in our startup and that makes it um, easier as well. Yeah. I've definitely like talked to plenty of people in the business world. They're like, and just kind of me looking back for the last 15 years is, Hey, like, I want to do a business with this with my buddy because we like like sports. We get along well. It's like, well, do you communicate well? Like, can you like have an argument, have a discussion that's clear, and not be mad about it for two weeks? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do you what do you bring to the table? And the fact that you both have a passion for this, like, I think about that all the time too. Like, jobs I've worked at, you don't need to be like best friends with everyone at your company, but just like get the work done. And sometimes we're like, you're like so cold. I'm like, no, I asked you to do something, go do it. Very simple. Yeah. Like we can be friends later. Uh, we need to get this done to put money in the bank account to make payroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, communication is everything. Uh, so for us, we definitely prioritize that with our team um, and make sure that everyone feels heard. They feel like they can communicate quickly, and then we always have a short-term memory when it comes to like having if we have challenges or disagreements, we just make a decision and move on. And so, like, are you guys cash flow positive? Are you guys working off of like bootstrap? Like, what's kind of the whole dynamic of the company, if you can share that. Yeah. So for the first year of building the IP, we were bootstrapping, um, building out like our MVP, writing, writing our patents, making sure that we really had something valuable. Um, and then in Q4 of 2021, that's when we were starting to get a lot of inbound interest from companies that wanted to use our, our tools, some of the thought leaders in the space. And so that's when we raised our first, uh, what we called our friends and family round in order to bring on some additional engineering resources, really build out a front end for our product and launch our, our first gen app. 
Um, so that we launched last summer, um, summer of 2022 in our beachhead, which is made to measure and custom seating. And that enabled us to effectively get our product out there. And, um, and now we've just put it, uh, pulled in some additional capital as well as we prepare for the launch of our search engine. So, um, yeah, not profitably yet, but are definitely generating some revenue from our initial beachhead market and, um, putting in a lot of sweat equity at the same time. <laughs> Understood for sure. And so is this uh, a B2B product or a B2C product? So today it's been um, B2B. We always monetize through um, our brand partners who embed our technology into their websites and they effectively pay, pay based on volume. So we um, make it pretty flexible for our brands to effectively pay based on the volume of scans that they're using every month. Um, but this new product that we have coming out is going to be our first launch of a consumer facing product. Cool. Um, cause today our technology has really been leveraged by businesses. Now for the first time you as a consumer can go onto our search engine, the consumer destination where you can use your true to form avatar, um, to scour the web and buy clothes that actually are designed to fit you. Interesting. Yeah. So like right now it's, you go to a, uh, website of a brand you like, they're using your technology to get fitted for their clothes. And what right. you're launching in the future is I can be at home scan my body and then i can actually apply that to the different stores i want to shop from online exactly cool so just like kayak was the google for travel mm -hmm. we're looking to be the google for apparel so you can go onto our um, search engine and search across multiple product lines of brand and find things that are actually personalized for you yeah i actually used the app the other day so like, uh, my brother's getting married in uh, november and so we had to get suits for the, the groomsmen right I'm like, oh, I know my size. And I'm like, I have access to this app. Let me give this a try. And I'm still like fighting between do I want the slim or do I want the regular? And I'm like, ah, oh, like, I'm so glad I did this because like my shoulders are broad or whatever. So just the sizes are just non-standard. It was so helpful. <laughs> yes. It's so funny how every brand has their own sizing standard. And so you can be a million different sizes across a handful of brands. And so where our aim is just to make a more delightful e-commerce experience for consumers so that they don't get overwhelmed uh, with all of that and they don't feel like they need to fit into a particular sizing standard for a brand. But actually now we're turning the tables and now you can find clothes that are actually designed for body shapes like yours. Yeah, I think the whole world's like really moving into Web3. That's kind of where the fashion's kind of moving to or something like the metaverse and stuff like that. Are you guys having any influence there or is everything just kind of more... IRL at this point? Yeah, it's a good question. And we get this question a lot, especially because of the term avatar that we use. Mm -hmm. It's funny because when we started building avatars um, toward the end of 2020, this was before Facebook yeah. changed their name to Meta. Anybody really knew what an avatar was. And we always were like, what is an avatar? Now, uh, <laughs> of course, an avatar, uh, everyone's building avatars and most of them look very different from ours. Most of them are cartoon-like more aesthetic based avatars are used for gaming and AR VR purposes, as well as for the metaverse. Whereas we're really focused on real life applications at the moment. And our avatars are true representations of your volumetric body shape so that you can get better fitting clothing every day. And that actually even um, is pulled through some of our design applications as well. So folks who use 3D rendering design platforms can now use our avatars to prototype and design from the, even the earliest stages of product development. 
Um, and so while there's definitely applications for us and we're exploring partnerships there to help break our avatars into things like virtual fitting room platforms um, and other AR, VR type fitting applications, it's not our core focus of our company. Yeah, it's kind of like imagine that being like maybe like down the road, you go to the mall, like a physical mall, and you just have your like avatar on like a USB drive or something, a, a scan, and you just like plug it into a machine that's there and then like, oh, these are the clothes in aisle seven that you can shop from. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely opportunities for omni-channel impact of our technology because not only is the e-commerce, um, the, the way of shopping online overwhelming, it's also overwhelming to go into a store where there are so many different product lines, even within what brand, and you don't know which to try on first. So that's definitely something we're exploring too. Yeah, I think this looked really interesting because we went through like the pandemic where like people essentially weren't allowed to try and close in stores. Mm -hmm. um, coupled with you, people order multiple sizes when they order online and then return the other ones, thinking there's no environmental impact whatsoever. <laughs> uh, do you guys kind of think about sustainability and stuff like that at your company, or is that just something that's kind of just a result of what you're you're taking care of? Yeah, it's a huge a part of what we're um, pushing forward is our sustainability initiatives, because unfortunately, fashion is one of the largest culprits of climate change. And as a result of size bracketing, as you mentioned, and returns, we're seeing five billion pounds of return goods being sent to landfills every year, which is just crazy. Um, so a lot of what we can do is reduce that burden on the environment by helping shoppers find the right fit the first time and then of course, for our partner brands, uh, we're driving them vetted customer traffic that doesn't result in returns. And so um, that's huge for them. We're already seeing brands start to charge customers for a restocking fee. And uh, we know that the free return thing isn't going to last forever. Yeah. And I mentioned too, so the world we live in is targeted ads and stuff like that. Is that something that crosses your mind as well? That like you guys would be selling people's data to just prime example, like Facebook or whatever, for Facebook ads that are given to a company that has clothing, that has your size, or are you going to kind of leave things to the consumer to find the right kind of brands to work with? Yeah, so we take privacy really seriously at our company, and um, we don't share any personally identifiable data of um, the user when they create a profile with us. The data that we do share is only an aggregate, mm -hmm. And so what that provides us the ability to do, it's fill a gap in the fashion industry today, which is data um, and up-to-date data on certain demographics. So getting a sense of what's the body shape and size of an Asian petite woman, for example. Nobody knows that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this is the type of data and aggregate that becomes super powerful for our brands um, in the future. Um, and also from a privacy perspective, the avatars that we generate don't capture any photos or videos during the process. We don't capture any facial data at all. Um, all of the avatars we generate are fully anonymized mannequins that represent your body shape. And it um, we require the user to actively provide consent in order to share that with a brand um, or for use on the search engine. So what we found actually has given us an edge um, in the space as well. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be continuously going to be very important for us to put that front and center for users. It's definitely becoming a big thing with facial recognition and storing that data. I forgot what movie I watched like this year, but there's one where people would get onto a bus and you scan your face to get on the bus. 
And then the company was selling that data to quote unquote terrorists. Right? <laughs> like it's a movie, right? Right. Um, but it's like so scary that like you submit your facial recognition for something simple in the public domain, not knowing where it goes. I was like yeah. super against facial recognition, even on my iPhone for a long time. And now I'm like, I just have to do it because that's just what I do all day. Um, and stuff like that. But it's really cool. That you guys are kind of taking that space. Yeah, it's definitely something that's super sensitive. And so, um, especially in, in like by state, the, there are a lot of different biometric privacy data laws that protect users as a result. And so luckily, given that we don't take into account any of this facial data, we don't have to deal with any of those laws and we can ensure that we're protecting our users. Cool. So you guys have like a pretty good foothold on the market. Are you guys seeing a bunch of other competition out there or are you kind of first to market? What's kind of the dynamic there? Yeah, it's interesting because in um, this space, there's a lot of different companies that are looking to tackle this massive problem of fit and everyone's taking a slightly different approach. The vast majority of the other players in this space are really focused on optimizing for product level size recommendations. Um, so once a shopper has found a garment they like the style of, what's my closest size, small, medium, large? Interesting. Um, for us, we know that every product line is designed using typically one professional fit model, size six or eight, yep. and a set of rating rules, so plus or minus an inch or two for every size. So oftentimes, if your body shape doesn't match the underlying fit standard, even the closest size won't fit. So that's why we're creating this completely new paradigm for shopping for consumers, where instead of only providing this fit analysis, once you've already identified a garment, now you're going into your shopping experience using your personal avatar and your entire exploration and discovery process is catered around your own unique body shape. So now all the products that we show you on our search engine are actually going to fit you. And um, you're not sifting through hundreds of products of inventory to find something that might kind of fit your your patine body frame. <laughs> it's so interesting. So I actually have some some custom stuff that friends of mine in the fashion world have made for me. It's so rewarding, like having something custom done, but it's not something that's like sustainable for a lot of people's yeah. budgets. I feel like this kind of puts them in the world as like, I go and get something that is quote unquote for me, but it's not armor to like to pay for some designer to like yeah. measure me up and stuff like that. And as fun as that is having someone like measure you in like the back room of a store, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more about like, I don't like just doing a virtual scan and like, okay, I wanted to check out these three items at the checkout, please. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. That's exactly why we started with the more high-end items and custom and made to measure was to really prove out that our core scanning technology has the shape-based accuracy in order to power things like custom suits and costumes for um, for designers and, and stage film TV. Um, now that we've validated that over the last year in that beach market, we want to make sure this becomes accessible to everyday consumer. Um, so that's really where this new launch, which will happen in the fall this year, is really exciting. It'll be launched on thefitsearch.com. Awesome, cool. And anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? I think um, that's I think that's the main call to action here is if you're interested as a consumer in checking out um, our search engine as it launches in the next couple of months, go ahead and check out our domain at thebitsearch.com and request access, and we'll be sure to reach out to you. Uh, can you stall it out for us? What's the domain? The Fit Search, the T H E Fit F I T Search F E A R C H dot com. If anyone wanted to follow True to Form now on Instagram, Facebook, what's kind of your handle there? 
Yeah, our handles for True to Form are at True to Form underscore fit. So that's at T-R-U-E-T-O-F-O-R-M underscore F-I-T. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, JP. This episode is sponsored by Trendzapio. Collaborate with trendsetters and artists worldwide. Join the creative talent marketplace by showcasing your fashion and artistic intelligence. Transapio connects diverse talent from creative industries with brands that need fresh ideas. Showcase your projects, create your portfolios, and showcase your work in creative talent pools. Collaborate with industry peers and give life to your next big project. Hire on demand, create portals, post jobs, cast and promote talent. Let trendsetters find your projects. Transapio handles your onboarding needs. Build a network that works. Build a community of like-minded trendsetters and links with brands and businesses across the globe. Want to make your mark on Transapio? Go ahead and leverage the latest AI-driven technology that brings talent and opportunities into a seamless ecosystem. Join them to help make the next viral trend that will transform the world. Transapio. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 